A medley of high voices burst out in unison laughter, shaking the glass on the coffee table, their petite feet swinging and moving freely, soft chins in the air. And it's not like she knows where to put it properly. Oh, I believe she definitely knows what to do with it. Another round of laughter swept through the room, picking up the debris of stale thoughts and insecure feelings. The fire's jagged heat added more blush to their faces. A few loose curls hung down with unnoticed freedom from tight buns. It was the hour before dinner, an hour to themselves, when each of the eight ladies-in-waiting retired briefly from the rigors of court etiquette to enjoy the pleasures of gossip. Two women sat on a velvet lounge, sewing dresses in need of ignored repair, their fingers working easily with the fabrics, needles, laughter. One lady silently prepared the queen's toiletries to bring in after dinner, and yet another brushed the always smooth coat of a little prize dog. Mindless activities carried on with mindless remarks. A sweet jasmine perfume floated around the room, the only space in the palace where rich scents could be gloriously inhaled into loosened skirts, lockets of hair, and small patches of exposed skin. Each of the eight ladies had been appointed by the queen to take care of her personal and private affairs, but it would be more accurate to say that all affairs became public within the henhouse. Their cream corsets attempted to hold in their envy and jealousy, but secretly each woman yearned for the queen's attention, approval, and time. To privately wear just one piece from her exquisite jewelry collection would be enough to satisfy their need for a personal royal connection. Gwendolyn, the most senior female in the group, moved from standing near the fireplace into the center of the room, and the women quickly reined in their lingering giggles. Some had wondered if Gwendolyn reported their remarks back to the queen, since their long-standing loyalty to each other was known for being stronger than the flag's weave. Ladies, we must now turn our attention to the evening's entertainment. As you know, we are receiving foreign guests who are quite important to Her Majesty. Please select three of her finest ensembles for consideration. I will go ask her now what she is in the mood for wearing during tonight's unusual celebration. The women regained their formal composure by tucking their smart quips back into their corset and sped up their routine of preparing for the evening. Sophie brought out three suitable selections from one of Her Majesty's deep closets a dark green silk dress with long, thin sleeves, a blush pink ensemble with a fashionably high waist, and a deep ruby-red gown overflowing with luxurious folds and gold hems. Anna inspected each selection for loose threads or tears, and Elizabeth carefully gathered together the appropriate shoes and undergarments. Her majesty was often decisive, but her preferences could be unpredictable. The women knew to have three more dress options ready and waiting in the closet. Gwendolyn finished sipping her ice water, gazing with a keen eye at the room's motions, and placed the glass on the tray that would be returned to the kitchen. Then she moved to the door. Liza lowered the pampered dog to the floor, his bronze coat shining gorgeously, and the pooch instinctively ran to the door for release, tail wagging with glee. Gwendolyn pushed him away with her dark brown slipper not allowing her disdain for the animal to show on her tight lips. She opened the heavy door as quickly as her thin frame allowed and slipped into the hallway just as an ice-cold gust blew through the palace's interior.
A window was cracked open a few feet away, but she didn't rush to close it from the aggressive November storm. Instead, she exhaled slowly and allowed this brief moment of silence to envelop her. Only a few more years until I will be free from these childish conversations. Gwendolyn's worn chocolate soles tapped briskly on the polished floors as she sauntered to Her Majesty's office, moving quickly only to stay warm and not to arrive soon. As was typical in the palace, she heard muffled voices while passing nearly every room. Anticipation was always high before big dinner events as the court and their visiting guests prepared for the festivities. No one ever publicly admitted how much time they put into choosing their evening attire, especially the lords and generals who are far away from their wives and open to anything the evening may bring their way.